Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's a massive year for so many athletes, men and women, right across the country, as is the case in any Olympic year. So for our next guest, Kane Corns, all roads lead to Paris. And in the case of Jen Gregson, literally, because uh, she's looking to make waves in the marathon, of course. But before all of that, she's going to be in my neck of the woods next month. Uh, the Mori Plant meet is eagerly anticipated. A who's who of men and women stars of the track. Jen will be there. She's up, I think maybe still up at False Creek for this uh, camp that we've spoken of a bit of late. Jen, good morning to you and great to have you back on SEN. Thanks, guys. Uh, good morning. Yeah, I've got two days left of my camp and then Ryan leaves today and I leave tomorrow. So it's been, yeah, a really good solid three weeks. How has the mountain treated you up there, Falls Creek? You had some nice weather, I think, up there, haven't you? Yeah, it's been beautiful. We probably had maybe two or three bad days over the whole three weeks where it just kind of heavily rained for us. But other than that, like today, I think it's 24 and sunny, which actually feels beautiful up here because it's a bit cooler in the morning. So... Um, training's been really good. It's given Ryan and I a good break from Queensland with the heat wave. Mm. Um, here, good so for up there, Jen, as well. Like good group with the Melbourne Track Club, and um, feels like the the vibes of good from what I've seen on social media. And you're you're pushing each other incredibly hard. I mean, have you been happy with how you've managed the the load and the fatigue? Yeah, I've definitely tried to push it a bit these last three weeks to get the most out of it. But like you said, the whole group's been up here for a few weeks now, and it. It definitely just has a really good team dynamic going on um, with all the big boys arriving kind of a week and a half ago. Uh, the intensity really lifts and even the runs um, are a little bit quicker, but there is something about having the whole MTC group up here that makes us all train a little harder. And, um, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if some, there's some big results at Morning Plant Meet. Mm. We were discussing the benefits of going up there. The attitude clearly... I sort of suggested it was just the ability to to live like a full-time professional athlete, which you are, but sometimes it's difficult for for others to do the same with with lack of funding and and sponsorship dollars. Take us through the benefits of being at Falls Creek. Yeah, like it obviously is altitude, but it's actually not that high. It's 1,600 metres where the village is, and I think the highest we get is probably 1,700. And there's not a whole lot of research that says that has a massive effect on, you know, your aerobic ability while you're up here. But... It's the team environment. It's it's getting away from distractions. It's getting on trails and getting off roads if you don't have good trails near home. Um, and, yeah, having the team work with you every day doing the hard sessions. With me, I only do two sessions a week at home just to keep my body in one piece as I get older. But when I come here, I actually go to three sessions a week with the young. And, yeah, it's just 
Um, we do hills on Saturday, again, something that I wouldn't do in Brisbane. And it just adds kind of like all these different edges and facets to my training that I wouldn't be able to get at sea level. And um, yeah, for for everything, it, it is really expensive at Falls Creek. So to get everyone up here, a lot of the group does lodge living. So they're all mm. kind of in dormitories, but they have communal kitchens and stuff like that. So it just allows some of the younger ones that aren't making a, a huge thing, which is very difficult to do, to still be able to be up here with the team, training at altitude, getting great effect and fitting as much as possible. Mm. Uh, there's so much to admire about your career. The, the thing that strikes me is your ability to race and, and how tough you are and how hard you are to beat in a race. Like you're a brutal competitor and I <laughs> wouldn't want to be anywhere near you with a K to go in a marathon, but you've stepped up and you've, I mean, you've, done it so naturally going to the marathon but can I ask you what's been the hardest part going from say a 3k steeplechase to 42.2 honestly everyone's asked me that question and I would say I find the marathon easier than a steeplechase or it's a much longer race so there's a lot that can go wrong I guess but there's also so much time to to calculate what you want to do and how you're feeling and when you want to make a move um the hardest part has just been more so because I've become a mum during the transition and I was a bit naive to think that it would be really easy to have a baby in <laughs> tow and do everything that I'm doing. But uh, it's required me to have, you know, literally a group of people following to help with Archer. And, you know, it's required Ryan to also juggle his running and having a child. Um, the, the extra Ks, I'm still not a super high mileage marathon runner. I'm definitely probably one of the lowest mileage marathon runners in Australia. So my time isn't necessarily stretched throughout the week. It's just, yeah, kind of trying to still have the energy to be and get out there and do the Ks mm. that I need to do. The actual racing part, I thoroughly enjoy. And I've only done two marathons, but every single bliss, whereas I can tell you the Murray plant meet, that 5K is brutal and it's brutal early on. So yeah, um, I will be trying to have a sniff at the win and, and try to get close to that qualifier for the Olympics. But I'll be in more pain in that than I was in Valencia. Mm. So take me through that with the, with the qualifier. You've got one foot in the door for the marathon, but I know the competition is hot. There's probably six or seven and they don't go into three. Um, so what is your strategy to make sure you book your ticket? Yeah. So it is a hard one with the marathon. Like I ran a great race in December against a lot of other Aussies to put me in um, a good spot to be selected. Um, but my coach, Nick Bideau, is has kind of advised me to not want to go out there and chase another one really quickly just because running another marathon close after after you've just done one can actually be really dangerous. And I can't imagine I'm just going to all of a sudden cut another few minutes off and, mm. and be in even better shape. I think the best thing for me to do now is show my form over all the other distances and, and prove that I'm still getting fitter. And, and that's why this 5K is really at a perfect time for me. I'll try to get as close as I can to qualifying in the five as well. Not because I want to go in the five, but because it just shows that I am, I've got range and I've got, and, and the marathon will be my best bet. Tell us about Spain. So two twenty three oh eight uh, back in December. I mean, I guess the million dollar, and that's third all time Australian women, of course. So, uh, the golden question is how fast can you go? How much faster do you think you can go, Jen? Yeah, look, Everyone says Valencia is like the king of all courses. Mm. It, it really, you got the weather, you got the course, you know, it's a mixed race. So we could run with men out there that really helps, gets to the pointy end of the race. 
But the one thing that really nags at me is I haven't had an experience in a marathon where I hurt. Um, with Gold Coast, my first one ever, I was so conservative and, and just wanted to run around about 228 or so to prove that I could do it. In Valencia, I was, you know, aiming to get that Olympic qualifier, but I also just wanted to be the first Aussie across the line. So I, you know, got to a point in the race where I felt like I could kick for home, which was about 5k out. And then I really went for it and ran 223. But in both those races, I'm not crossing the line feeling completely spent and, you know, legs aching. And, you know, I'm able to run a few days later and get straight back into training. I'm pretty much racing two to three weeks later. And I just think from the experience that I've heard other people have in marathons, I'm not going to the well. Even Ryan's first, he said his legs were cramping in the last UK. I do want to push the limit and find that ceiling. And I haven't yet. So I would have to say there is more in my legs. But yeah, I just, I don't know how close you get to, to the ceiling before you completely blow up and run 10 minutes slower. I'm sorry, Jen. Uh, I love you like Kane, but that makes me sick. That 223 doesn't make That makes me... I'm, I'm disgusted by that, to be honest. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Kane, what did you turn yourself inside and out to run over there? In no, I'm just... It's not even, doesn't even <laughs> worth mentioning. Here, Unbelievable. But like the first person I've ever um, heard say that they've run a marathon that didn't hurt, particularly at that speed. Oh. Um, so what, is, what does the build-up look like? You said you, know, you got the Maury plant with the 5K, show your range. Will you run another marathon mm. prior to the Olympics or not? I think the girl, there's a few girls running in February in Osaka. Um, Eloise is going again in Nagoya in March. If any of those girls run a time that um, pushes me out, so I'd, I'd need two to run faster than 2.23.08, then mm. I would like to have another attempt to hold my spot. Um, but if that, you know, I'll, I'll wait till Paris and prepare as much as possible. Paris is going to be the ultimate test. I think that's finally hurt in a marathon. It's hilly, it's hot, it'll be tactical because, you know, it's not a mixed race. I think Paris will be the ultimate test for me and, and the goal will just be trying to get as fit as possible so that I can hit whatever the race throws at me. Mm. Um, do, you, do you all get along? You seem to get along really well. I mean, there's Eloise, there's Ellie Pashley, there's Izzy, uh, Lisa Waitman, Sinead um, is a superstar as well. You seem like you all get along, but I'm not sure how that's possible when you're <laughs> all vying for three spots, as I've said, yeah. and seven doesn't go into three. That's the... That's the bit that really sucked about Valencia. Like, um, Ellie was meant to be there, but she faced a bit of injury, so that's why she's pushed her marathon a bit later. But all the girls that went over there, we're all in the same training group. Um, Ellie's got the same manager, so we've been on plenty of camps with her. It was the one that really took away from the experience because here I am trying to outkick girls that I genuinely care for. Like, Eloise was at my work. She's someone I, I've trained with since 2021. Uh, it, it was a hard thing to kind of only one of us was going to be going in Valencia and you know we knew that there was just a one spot we all had to race for it but you know like a few weeks later we're all back at a training camp together um trying to help each other get better and better from the outside it looks like but I promise you from the inside it is exactly that and I think that's mm. why I've really enjoyed this transition to the marathon because I don't know there's there's an intensity about track that is hard to shake it's it's really brutal um, it's probably more individual, really. And since moving to the marathon, it's it felt like a team sport. You do need the girls out there for as long as possible if you can find them. And um, that's definitely something I've vibed here and, and it got the best out of me. So I love training with these girls and I just hope that 
I, you know, get to line up with them in Paris and, and have another shot. Now, I know you pro runners get sick of being asked about shoes, uh, but the general public that listen to us are fascinated by it. Now, you, you're a Puma athlete. Um, yep. Nike had the monopoly for so long and the technology was so good and they dominated the field, but now it's really even. How, how are the Pumas, how have you seen them develop and clearly working for you? Yeah, the good thing that I've really enjoyed about being with Puma is I actually signed with them um, right before the 2021 year started and it was nerve-wracking for me being a Nike athlete at the time and I knew they had a monopoly in the sport with the shoes, whether it was spikes or super shoes. And um, yeah, I, I knew that they were you know, dumping a lot of money into moving to the distance Usain Bolt for so long and really they only cared about things side. Um, but over the last few years, they've just, built shoes and brought them out really quickly. Like you'll get one volume of a shoe and then quickly a few months later, another will come out. And it's been nice because I've been actually find a shoe that I really love to jog in. This is just everyday training, but the super shoe has been a big breakthrough for us. Um, I did the Gold Coast in their first super shoe called the Deviate Elite Twos. And I was happy enough, you know, like I said, my legs felt great. I ran well. But then they brought out this faster two that everyone was talking about and I just kept following results in Europe of people running in them and just doing amazing races and amazing times. And I actually had a jog with Pat Tienen, um back in probably late November before I left for Valencia and we were talking about the shoe and we we're like both agreeing that we're going to do our next marathon in it and hopefully you know it feels good. And so when I ran in Valencia and ran 2.23, I just I text Pat and I was like, we got a good shoe, you'll be fine. Mm. And, and I mean, was. I'm not saying that his result is because of the shoe, but, you know, he's come out and run the second fastest time in male history in Australia. So I think Puma have really worked it out. Nike have been in front for so long, but the other brands are on their heels and, and mm. Puma just in the last six months have proved their shoe is, if not as good or better than anything anyone's got out there. Jen, we love your story and everything that's gone into it up until now, good, bad or otherwise. It's a big year for you. We certainly wish you well. We'll certainly be watching with interest, so good luck. Cheers, guys. I really appreciate the chat.